It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Governor Mike Dunleavy Monday vetoed more than $200 million from the state budget, including half of the money the legislature wanted to spend as a one-time increase in public school funding. In a press release, the governor didn't mention the $87 million cut to education funding, by far the largest of dozens of vetoes. His spokesman said he was unavailable for an interview. Senator Forrest Dunbar, an Anchorage Democrat, is disturbed by the loss of funds. He points out that school districts have had flat funding for six years while absorbing the major cost of inflation. We have to increase education funding, and what Dunleavy did today uh, sets back that cause, sets back education in Alaska, and likely will lead to substantial cuts to programs and perhaps increased population loss. School districts from around the state lobbied for more funding, saying that without an increase in the base student allocation, they would have to cut core programs and, in the case of Anchorage, even close schools. Efforts to increase that formula funding were not successful, but the legislature did pass a one-time school funding boost of $175 million. Senator Dunbar also takes issue with the cuts coming on June 19th, which he sees as an affront to those working to recognize Juneteenth as an important American day of remembrance of liberation. Dunbar says the Senate probably has the votes to override the cut to school funding. However, I am worried that there might not be enough House Republicans willing to override the governor's veto. Dunleavy's 46 line-item vetoes include other cuts to education, such as $20 million for the UAA campus, $10 million for major school maintenance projects, and an additional $1 million to replace the windows in the girls' and boys' dormitories at Mount Edgecombe High School, $5 million for the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program, and $3.5 million for Head Start. Outside of education, Dunleavy cut $30 million from the Community Assistance Fund, $10 million from state ferries, and several road and harbor projects. Additionally, for the fifth year in a row, Governor Dunleavy vetoed $1 million appropriated by the legislature for statewide public radio in order to preserve general funds and fiscal stability. Complaints have been rising this summer from some area residents and business owners who say there's unsafe or threatening behavior around Ketchikan's homeless shelter. As KRBD's Regan Miller reports, the Ketchikan City Council has started discussing its lease and potential changes with First City Homeless Services. There's been a surge of public comment and discussion about the First City Haven shelter in recent Ketchikan City Council meetings. Some residents and downtown business owners said they see illegal or alarming behavior around the facility. Many said they want to see a solution that helps the vulnerable population while better protecting residents, visitors, and businesses in the area. In a memo to the council last week, Ketchikan City Manager Delilah Walsh listed a few potential changes she'd like to see from a lease with First City Homeless Services. They included commercial kitchen upgrades, identifying a smoking zone, and building a barrier around the patio facing the street. The list also asked for the building's pest control schedule and for incident reports to be defined. At its last meeting, the council had been directed to discuss the lease and the scope of the building. Councilmember Abby Bradbury pushed for the city's lease with the shelter to stay as it is, month to month, for the next six months while the council mulls changes. She said changing the operating hours or capacity could help. Everyone, not just 
um, you know, certain groups or certain people or certain cliques or anything like that. Everyone needs to be be okay um, with the path moving forward. And I just don't think we're we're necessarily at that. Bradbury said the council needs to be talking about other things related to the shelter too, like transportation services. There's a long list of items that we really need to talk about before we go forward with this lease. So, I mean, it's an unlimited list. City Council member Riley Gass wasn't concerned with the services offered by the shelter. It's what goes on outside that concerns him. As was kind of said earlier, I'm happy with what's going on inside, but as far as what changes do we want to see, my emphasis would be on the property outside because we've kind of gone over this. Yes, they cannot go down the street. They cannot enforce across the street, etc. But what can we do to help all parties, members of the shelter, staff, residents, children in the area. Many people spoke in support of the shelter, including Jamie Cope, who uses the shelter. I'm there during the day and I'm there during the night, and I observe how the shelters run. It is a very organized shelter with extremely kind, patient, and organized staff, professional. There, I can assure you, there's no drug or alcohol use by any staff member there. And if any participant has any drugs or alcohol, they are escorted out. And I see this firsthand. Mike Weston is the first vice commander at the American Legion across the street from the shelter. He also works at nearby Bodden Street Brewing and shared an anecdote of alarming behavior around that business. What I'm saying is that something needs to happen and happen soon, because right now, we're playing in a room of dynamite and everybody has a torch. We can't control what's happening around us. Deborah Asper is the chief executive officer of First City Homeless Services. Speaking to KRBD, she addressed the claims about inappropriate or illegal behavior and said staff can't make anyone use what the shelter offers. You know, we work with a demographic of people who, you know, who are, have poor mental health, who are addicted to substances, who are constantly in fight or flight. And so the, the, the ability for the brain to function regularly is not there. And I'm going to, I mean, yes, like, I think we all know that like there are the bad behavior does happen. Bad behavior happens everywhere. Bad behavior, behavior happens in grocery stores and in regular businesses and in other nonprofit businesses. We are not exempt uh, for bad behavior. Asper said that shelter staff receive training on de-escalating situations from the police department and they have regular staff meetings and training. She said shelter staff call the police if the situation is outside their training. Asper told KRBD that so far, the shelter has complied with everything the city has asked. She said there are challenges that could make some upgrades difficult. She said there's been discussion about a wall around the patio, although the available space is limited. It's doable. Everything that they've asked us to do up to this point, we've done. And like at this point, it's it's looking at our services, looking at the size of the building, uh, looking at where we want to go. Asper also said she appreciates the council discussion. Well, I totally understand where they're coming from. And I like I have the same concerns uh, as the city council and as the general public as far as the growth of our homeless population. Asper wrote to the council last week to ask for a year-long lease renewal, but says her organization would still have to discuss accepting a new lease.
For now, a work session will be planned for the council to discuss what they want from the shelter and ways to help alleviate concern for public safety in the area. The shelter remains on a month-to-month -month lease. In Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. Short-term rental owners in Juneau successfully delayed action on a registration program in that community last week. The Juneau Assembly was scheduled to vote on the new program, but after hearing from operators, they decided it needed more work. Several speakers, like Douglas resident Marianne Ray, said the additional paperwork would be onerous. There's a lot of control in here uh, that is being applied to what ends up being, in most cases, just small mom-and-pop operations. The program would assign a unique number to each short-term rental unit. Owners would have to include that number in online listings or pay a fine. The proposed program did not include registration fees and does not set a limit to the number of short-term rentals allowed in Juneau. But Assembly members have started discussing further regulations. Dawn Dulabon has been an Airbnb host since 2019. She said regulating short-term rentals went against efforts to support local businesses. I live here year-round, I work here year-round, um, but when the city takes steps to hinder my income, which is necessary to live in such an expensive city, it reminds me of the actions the city has taken to put seasonal people first. City staff say the program would help them collect sales tax and get better data on Juno's short-term rental market. Operator Hannah Davis was one of the few speakers who supported it. If we are lucky enough to own property in this wonderful city, then it is our job to be transparent with the city as well. Operators suggested the program needed work with more input from the industry. Member Wade Bryson supported the idea. I think that we can bring this back in a package that the public will understand, that the users will understand and be able to comply with. Um, let's make sure we get this right. The Assembly voted 5-3 to three to send the ordinance back to the Committee of the Whole. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for today, Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Today, areas of fog before 10 a.m., otherwise cloudy through mid-morning, then gradual clearing with a high near 62, west wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, isolated showers between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 51, northwest wind around 10 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 20%. You're tuned into your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAD. W. Sitka. Mm -hmm.